Yo, what's going on everyone? It's Brian and Jim here with Drink a Beer and Play a Game and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour. Yes, hello everybody. Welcome to episode 170. Good to be back once again. Yep. On a week off a week, on a week off a week. <laughs> Chambers took a little little vacay. Yep. And uh yeah, I was catching up on a lot of video shit we were doing, and also, if you are listening to the podcast, you will notice we have a our updated logo finally, because I didn't realize that was not updated. What, on iTunes? On anything. For some reason, I never update it. Oh. I mean, I didn't realize the iTunes just always shows our logo, so that's always yeah, just been like that so forever. So it should be changed, as well as, cool. if you ever noticed, if you listen to us, for some reason, iTunes and Spotify only limit it to the last 10 episodes we did. I thought that was like a default thing. It was until I changed it in our code. Ah. So, in theory, it, you should be able to see all of our old episodes now. So binge away. Yeah. So watch, rate, and review us, please. <laughs> yep. Anything helps. But yeah, we're back. I took a little vacation down to uh, Cape May, New Jersey. So, well, actually Strathmere. A little bit of Cape May mixed in there. So, yeah. Good time. Drank my dick off. Uh, actually, by the time like Saturday came, because Saturday's when we checked out. And the wife was like, all right, let's, you know, hit this one spot and then we'll go to a winery and then go home. <laughs> and so, like, the day before was, like, the first day that I was stupid hungover for the first time because mm -hmm. we finally broke into the Tully that night. Okay. So that day I just powered through instead of, like, taking a nap. I was like, it's my last day. I'll just power through, enjoy the day. So the next day comes. <laughs> extra dead. So we go, we go to this spot. It's called the Rusty Nail in Cape May. Never go there. If you, like... Overpriced drinks and overpriced food with no flavor to them, and extremely slow service. Is this a and this is a winery, right? No, it's just like a beachfront. It's not like beachfront, but like it's right along the main like ocean drag down there. Okay, on the ocean side. So, like, it's always a busy spot for some fucking reason. And we were there, and it wasn't busy, <laughs> and it still took goddamn forever for everything. Were you uh, were you bitchy with your orders? No, not at all. Were you, were you giving some toot? There's no toot. <laughs> <laughs> we're being we're being as polite as could be more polite than should have been necessary so after that was done we go to we go to the uh the winery and it's a winery we've been to before Hawkhaven. it's a good one but as we're sitting there so brah you'll get this reference do you remember when homer was trying to eat that like four thousand pound steak oh yeah and like he was so full bart just starts throwing meat slices and into it's... him to try to finish it and he's just falling out yeah that was me after like one flight where like i just take the first sip and i'm like I've hit my event horizon You're for alcohol done. for the week. Yeah, yeah. I can uh, I can fully appreciate that. So, but then you said you did that Saturday, right? Right. Didn't you say you were driving home Saturday? Yeah. <laughs> I had one flight. One flight's like nothing. <laughs> okay. Well, that's what I was trying to gather. I was like, wait, are you saying you were trying to drink before you? <laughs> no, 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 no. I was like, a flight's just little. They're very small with wine, but, and stuff like that. But it's a flight of wine now, Jim. Yeah. How many whites were you drinking? Uh, I This was like the cheapest one we had because we spent more than enough goddamn money already that week. So I got the uh, the cheapy boy, which came with like, the they're probably like the cheapest white red in a rosé. So a little bit of everything. Hmm. Interesting, Jim. Well, I had some white, I had some reds <laughs> in a different winery during the week. Did, did I, I say anything? I dabbed my reds. You looked. Uh, uh, you implied. <laughs> you looked. Uh, you voiced. Uh, I heard things. <laughs> Listen, a nonverbal communication doesn't count in a court of law. No, it counts. Because <laughs> you were doing it in the courtroom, you schmuck. I feel like this is the movie theater all over again. It's I didn't even say theater. anything. 
basically uh, every interaction we have. So, so, okay. So did you hit up any breweries when you were actually out there? Um, only one I went to uh, was we went back to uh, Cold Spring, which I went to before in Cape May. Yeah. And this time was disappointing. If this was my first time going, I probably wouldn't go back. Yeah. Because, like, the beers were fine, but, like, it wasn't like last time when it all, like, stood out. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, they, they rotate, like, basically everything they have. So I had, like, a couple of their IPAs, and they were fine. And I had a sour, and it was fine. But, like, it wasn't like when I had, like, that sarsaparilla. I was so looking forward to having a sarsaparilla, and they didn't even have it anymore. I still am convinced you only like that because you like saying the word. It helps. It's a big part of it with you. I know it it's, helps. it's a word you like to say. But it was refreshing and delicious. <sighs> well. Right, it's like a boozy birch beer. It's great. I wish I could remember. I know last year, because you go to the same beach every year, and I remember like you went through the breweries you visit, and you said this one was like full of douchebags. This one was this and this. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. See, I'm shocked you wouldn't automatically always hit up Cape May. Well, I mean, we went to Cape May the first night because that's where my brother's house is. Yeah. But I, 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 we go to Cape May Brewery every time. Like, I like Cape May Brewery. But you're over it? Kind of. Yeah. Like, I've been there enough. Like, I don't need to go there. True. Yeah, and if you've been there enough times, they're not big, like, rotating in and out a whole bunch of specials. No. So you're not Actually, when anything. I first got down there, we when we hit the grocery store, I picked up a pack of Cape May Brewing's tan limes. Mm. So, like, I was already basically drinking their shit. Yeah. So. Nice. But yeah, I went through about oh fuck, uh, five or six cases. Luckily, not all by myself, but <laughs> five or six cases of like Coors Light and Keystone mixing back and forth. So, so kept it classy. Kept it classy. Kept it as <laughs> cost effective as humanly possible. See, now that's what's interesting. If I go to the shore, I go out of my way to get as close to beach style beers as I can. I'm not drinking a ton of them, but I'm trying to not just have Keystones or. Course. Keeps me hydrated. You know what? I was I was in fighting shape all week, just sticking to that. Once I went to the harder stuff, that's when that's when shit went down. I will say, one of the more pleasant pukes I've ever had is throwing up after having a bottle of water with uh, liquid IV in it. Okay, I could see that. Yeah, it was actually. I'm puking it up. I'm like, was it the night before, like the night of the drinking? No, no, no. Next morning, morning after. Next okay. Morning. Like I had liquid IV before bed. And normally, I'm like, all right, I do that, and we have one when I wake up, and I'll be fine. Had one before bed, wake up, and I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> didn't do enough. It didn't do it. So I chug another liquid IV down, and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, yeah, I ain't staying down. So mm-hmm. barely made it to the bathroom in time, and I'm like, this is not the worst puke I've ever had. Yeah, I can attest to that because I did the liquid IV puke when we were at the convention. I did it the night of. Oh, that yeah. was my puke the night of, and... I, I would say it didn't feel good, but it didn't hurt more, if that yeah. makes sense. When you puke as much as I do, you take what you can get. <laughs> uh, speaking of feeling like shit, so I had a very interesting interaction with beer this weekend. So Saturday went to my wife's dad's house for a barbecue. He had fat tire there that he got for me. So I had the – I think he tried one, didn't like it. So I had the other five and one or two – Coors or Miller's? I can't remember. Yep. Um, I felt fine. Drove home, felt fine. That night, felt fine. So yesterday, which was Sunday, went to my uh, sister-in-law's for her birthday, and I got uh, Natterdays, which we talked about. You did send me a picture of that. Yeah. So we talked about the Natterdays, or somebody actually mentioned it to us. I think it was uh, John 
uh, breaks bad news. Yes. Yeah. I think so, and yeah. Um, basically, I was like, you know what? I, I'm in the mood for something like I'm not going seltzer because I can't. You know, I'm at the point I can't bring myself to buy it. Like, I have to not buy it now because <laughs> I've never had one that's been good, and I'm not taking a gamble on it. Like, every time I've had one has been at your house. Yeah. And I've never had one that I went, I really like these. So I can't, like, just try one. Yeah. Until I find one that I would go, this isn't bad, I can't, like, just buy a case or a six-pack. I whatever. can't fucking remember the name of the brand. It's something goat, something or other. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not really in stores. Okay. But um, there's a brewery bias up in Middletown called Aristeus, mm-hmm. and their house, it's not really theirs, but they stock this uh, one seltzer brand, and it's probably the best one that's like out there. Yeah. I think it's probably the one that could turn you into a fan, but there's like no availability, so you'd have to go up there. The beers are good, too, though. It's a solid brewery. Hmm. But here's the thing. With the Natterdays, so I ha- when was the last time you had na- a natty? Just oh. a regular natty. I couldn't even tell you. It's been a long time. When when you did have them, maybe I randomly had one at my block party, but I couldn't. I doesn't remember when you did have them. How was your interactions with them? I mean, back when I was drinking natty would be when I would go to like college parties and shit like that. So So no matter what, it always ended up bad anyway. I can't use that as a full judge. So I I bring it up for the purpose of so I mentioned I had fat tire and those are what roughly five point eight. Yeah, about that, a little over five. Um, so natties are 4.4 or 4.5. They're pretty low. Yeah. Uh, and the one I had, it was strawberry lemonade. So, mm-hmm. um, I might've had five or six of those and probably a Miller light. Okay. When I say I went to bed with the worst headache I've ever had from beer. Like I felt like I was drinking wine. Like when you get those wine headaches, that, yeah. like I was in the middle of the night, I woke up at like two or three. I, one movement, it was like a tremor through my head. So I, I took some Excedrin. Um, I didn't puke. I didn't have to do anything like that. But it was just like, now, granted, it could have been dehydration. But it was weird that I had such a reaction. How many fat tires did you have before that? That's what I'm saying. The oh, that day, was the next That door. was the day before. That's so the right, day yeah. before, five fat tires with two Coors or Millers. Felt fine. Five or six Natties with one Miller. I've never felt worse huh. drinking beer. I don't get... I ate more when I had the natties, so I, it can't be that. Hmm. I just the only thing I can guess is we were in a pool the whole day, and maybe like it wasn't particularly sunny, but dude, I felt like shit. So that now hmm. has put a stain on like me wanting to do those ever again. Because yeah, you were mentioning like throwing up or feeling like shit. I can't believe how tired. Like I still feel kind of <laughs> like my head hurts a little bit still to right now. So uh, nothing like a good old hangover <laughs> in your mid to late thirties. So yeah, nat- Natterdays, um, you can keep them. <laughs> Fair enough. But for something that we might unironically keep, yeah. the beer we're drinking tonight, coming to us from the Heavy Rift Brewing Company, it is the Love Gun Vanilla Cream Ale, ale with natural flavor added. Okay. 4.6% <laughs> alcohol by volume. Uh, what are you thinking, Bri? So I like... so I've almost killed mine off. Oh, no, I bet, bet, bet. A creamy craft beer with notes of flavorful, bold vanilla. Combining a dry but smooth sweet finish, this craft beer is made ready for your next session. File under rock. It's a brew that goes under 11, Brian. It's got a, it's got a cabin to there. Isn't there a song called Love Gun? Yes, yes, there is. It's, it's a kiss um, song. Is it kiss? I think it's kiss. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm shocked they're not getting sued like all the other companies that use titles. Apparently, Kiss, who's like the most like IP whorish thing in the world, isn't a, as big not, of a troll as fucking Iron Maiden is. 
So what I will say is we've talked about cream ales. They are the undisputed king for session craft beers that for some reason, I don't know why more markets don't tap into it. They are perfect for like, if you don't, if you want to give someone who's only like a Keystone drinker and switch them over, this is perfect. Has a way more flavor than most cream ales because like the vanilla it does have is a lot. like. And when we first poured high. it, like the aroma was just like piercing cream. It, yeah, like it, it smelled it, like a, like a real like a cream soda basically. Yeah, I love I love it because it's light. It has like it's saying the little bit of like the vanilla and sweetness, but the the aroma is like it's a ten out of ten on aroma. Yeah, I wish it was a little colder. But because uh, I think that would make it even better. I think this one is probably better crisp. Yeah, cream ales are usually best. Now, this would be a perfect. But this is still good. Yeah, this is a perfect summer beer. Uh, highly, highly recommend it. If I ever see it, I w I'll definitely pick it up again. Because when I find cream ales I like, I, I tend to stick with those. So, no, good call with that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually, a lot of the beer, I brought all the beer tonight. So we're going to be having a bunch of different ones that... We're more stuff that my wife brought home from St. Louis that I just haven't gotten around to yet. So. Yeah. But, uh, Jambers, I know this week has been you on vacation. Have you been able to game at all? You know what? Not only did I take a vacation from everyday life and work, I took a vacation from the Level 50 Club. So okay. I just sat back and just played one of those, like, you know, comfort games. So You have a lot of them. I do have a lot of them. But for a comfort time waster... Fucking, I, all I played all week when I had some time, Yu-Gi-Oh! Legacy of the Duelist Link Evolution. So, especially with uh, the creator, Kazuki Takahashi, recently dying, I was like, I feel like playing some fucking Yu-Gi-Oh! Dude, this game is so goddamn long. This will not be a level 15 game this year. I am 40 <laughs> hours in. There are six main chapters that go through all the anime. I'm only on, like, the middle of the third. So, is it just like Pokemon? No, not at all. It's literally just playing the card game over and over. So you're just so it's like the uh, what's the thing you and I used to play the Magic the Gathering though oh like Duel of the Planeswalkers yeah it's kind of like that but like the thing that like keeps me going at least with the storyline quote unquote so they give you like little still screens to tell you the story between like each person from the anime and yeah that's fine it's what I just skip it at this point but uh <laughs> but what they do is they you can play with either a deck you make for yourself to make life easier yeah. or you can play with the story deck. So the story deck's cool because it lets you play with basically all these different deck combinations and different stuff. But it's very, like, challenging. It's very challenging because if you've ever watched Yu-Gi-Oh!, you know... Which I haven't. Which you haven't. <laughs> you know that the protagonist always has an underpowered deck and they get some magic combination together to come back and win the fucking game. Mm. So playing story with the story deck, that's like playing on hard mode. But I don't want to <laughs> just make one deck and do that again and again and again a thousand times. So, like, I want to try out all the fucking cards and different combinations and shit which is very weird for you because we've always joked about you on every other game you play you find the thing you like at the beginning and you never deviate in call of duty it's always the ak-47 ak-74 yep or any gun game it's like one gun one loadout and you never change like we talked about with ultimate alliance 3 i used ultimate, the same ultimate, I mean. like starting team the entire way basically but yes. this one you're not doing that look bro i don't try to make sense of what i do anymore <laughs> there's really no point <laughs> I, I like, no, no, I'm saying it because I like that you branch out. I wish you would do it in other games. Damn good game. You want your <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh fix, you get your fucking fix with this game. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. So that's, now, did, you never beat this one before? There's so much goddamn content. I'm 40 hours in. I'm only like 
not even halfway through. But I mean, like, had you played it before this year? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I, this is one I've been going back to on and off for, like... Was this a fresh mm-hmm. start for you, though? Like, no. Did, okay. You just picked up wherever it was? Yeah, I just picked up wherever it was. Okay. Nice. Yeah, this week, uh, surprisingly... I would say I actually got a lot of gaming in, but it's been more very focused on level 50 and a review we're going to be doing. Um, finish off the Burger King game. Uh, this one is called, what is it again? Pocket Bike Racer. Pocket Bike Bike Racer. Featuring Brooke Burke. Yeah. I'll leave my comments for the review. Um, so I played that, and then I've been, I mean, fucking going through the Spider-Man on the PS4, uh, which came out probably like two or three years ago. If not a little more. Yeah. That's another uh, Patreon request we got. And I got to tell you, it's really excellent. Um, but it's one of those games where there's so many little like side things you can do. And if I had just powered through the main quest, I probably could have beat it in 15 hours. But I keep doing all the side shit because I want to see what else the game has to offer. And it's very incentivizing because, like, you unlock more costumes and moves and gadgets. So I would highly recommend that game, and I know that's not a big surprise. But, uh, yeah, uh, open-world Spider-Man games, I feel like, are probably the best of the superhero bunch. Ever since, like, the PS2 era, they've been kind of hard to screw up that bad. Yeah, it's so... The same fun we had with Superman and... Uh, Superman Returns? Yeah. Yeah. Like the swinging through New York and all the things you can do, it's just done seamlessly. So I can't recommend that enough. Cool. Now I'm excited to get around to that eventually. All right, Chamber. So before we move on to our Patreon questions, uh, we actually already shifted beers to the King Pineapple Beauty from Center Ice Brewery. This one's 9.1%. Oh, boy. So... It's just an <laughs> We're recording a game review after this. We should have done that first. <laughs> so all it says, it keeps it simple. It's an IPA brewed with orange zest and pineapple. So, you know, when you read this, what we should be getting is strictly pineapple and orange zest. But it's an IPA. It's not a hazy. So th- that's important to note. So I do smell pineapple. I get a lot of pineapple with the aroma. But that's what's interesting. Most regular IPAs, you're still going to get a lot of bitterness. So let's see. There's a little bit of citrus, but still a little bit of that, a lot more bitter. It's not as citrusy as a hazy would be. Like you get the pineapple. I don't get much. But I'm not getting a lot of bitter, though. No, but it's still like, it's not like a hazy where it's going to be very full of the fruit and the. The citrus. Hmm. It's not bad. I don't know. I'm getting... Maybe Where did you get this from? It's another one that was brought back from St. Louis, so... Gotcha. I, I think Center Ice is from St. Louis. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's Missouri, but... Or somewhere in Missouri. Close enough. Nice. I forget. I actually think Center Ice might... I don't know if they shut down or they stopped some production on stuff. I know one of them, they had like used to have brewery tours and shit, but like they weren't doing it anymore. They like mm. closed their brew pub or whatever, so... So, Jim, could this be a collector's beer? Could be. Same with the can. <laughs> I'm, drink, I'm drinking my future right here. I was going to say, what if you went home, looked at the value, it's like worth six grand. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll be like when I sold my Yu-Gi-Oh cards for pennies on the dollar. Jim, hindsight's twenty twenty. Sure as fuck is. Jim, don't hold on to things like people did the Beanie Babies. Right, all I do is hold on to stuff. <laughs> 
<laughs> so what if, I, if I know what I'm doing, Bri, I know how to buy high and sell low. That's what I do. You got to get someone rich, Jim. <laughs> <Shrink -eye named laughs> well, you can help us get rich by going over to patreon.com slash shrink a beer play game where for as little as two dollars a month you can ask a question that we will answer on each and every single one of these power hour podcasts before we get into the questions yes this week subject to change but we should be recording our bonus episode yep good old nerdy nick as we will be reviewing tommy wiseau's the room yep I am four minutes and 30 <laughs> seconds into this movie. So you're already into perfection. This is the longest four minutes I've ever sat through. I cannot wait to talk about this fucking movie. And you fucking people who memed it into something successful for that asshole. I hate all of you. And you know what? For this episode, I will give the link to the complete uncensored movie because apparently nobody cares. So you get to see full nudity, full cursing, full everything. It's just on youtube so enjoy, enjoy it <laughs> and come over and listen to us as we review it yep we'll definitely be posting it all over when the episode <sighs> goes up so and not wait but to something actually enjoyable from our patreon brian mm -hmm. first up from alex perez shit missed my questions for this week holiday got timing blah 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 uh what are some games that you guys loved back in the day but when you went back to them later on in life you wondered what the hell you were even thinking and vice versa I, you know what? We've definitely hit a couple of them. I know for me, one that didn't age quite as well. I still enjoy it, but it didn't age as well as it should have. It's Kid Cool. Kid Chameleon, you mean? Yeah, Kid Chameleon. Um, and also, I had a, a big love for the game you have, the Eternal Champions. Yeah. As a kid, but I never got far with it. I just remember thinking it was awesome. And when we went through our replaying all the old like fighting games, I was like, this age like shit. Yeah, it's not so, great. So yeah, that and Kid Chameleon, it's uh they're not ones I'm particularly gonna be going back to. Yeah, well uh, one that stands out for me is when we uh went through Fighting Force. Cause yeah. that was a game I played the ever living shit of back All in the, the day. Time. And like when we went back to it for our review, I was like, I still enjoyed playing it, but like it was like it it's rough to get to. It's really rough. Yeah. I mean we talk about it all the time. PS one and sixty four aged the worst one of the toughest generations to go back to yeah so and for a game that i didn't really love but went back to and i was like man this is really good decap attack on the genesis hmm. as a kid like i had it and i played a bit and i was like this is okay but, but then like when i went back as an adult i was like holy shit this is really good this is awesome yeah. yeah i can't think of the inverse there of one that we've played and that i went back to yeah it's it's unfortunately I think I've I've revealed the rose tinted glasses of my youth and like re replaying games has usually made them fall down. I haven't yet come across one where I was like, this was actually awesome. But yeah, I mean that's what nostalgia will do to you. It'll make you think a game is better than it is. Yep. For sure. But no, good question. Uh next up from Burn Retinas. What is your favorite team sports logo and which one sucked the hardest? I got two quick ones for the best. Best. Phoenix Coyotes and Anaheim Ducks. Talking about their early ones. For the Ducks in the 90s, for the Coyotes in the early 2000s. But are the Ducks really just because of the Mighty Ducks? Yes. Okay. I respect it then. Both the movies and the TV show. Um, I would... But I still... I, it's a goofy-ass logo. It's a fucking... It is. Old-school goalie mask in the shape of a duck. It's awesome. 
Nice bright. You know what? I'm a sucker for nice bright green colors on a uh, jersey too. Because like I've always been a big fan of like the uh, San Jose Sharks. Like they're more turquoise, yeah. but like yeah, I've always loved their design on their shit too. Yeah, I was gonna say the Sharks. I always like see when I tie my favorite logos it's usually to the starter jackets of the 90s mm-hmm. and yeah the bulls obviously i mean you can't help but love michael jordan but i also like the red black and like white like that that the color scheme it's a I, logo they never fucked with because they never had to yeah it, it was very simple liked it i still think i like the old school eagles versus the new one oh, where it God, was yeah. the full eagle yeah um Kelly Green, Full Eagle, way better. Yeah, I, I really, really like that one. Um, you know what? I also like the um, – fuck, you were saying it. No, I think I just like the colors of the magic. I was going to say the uh, the Hornets. Okay, yeah. I like the color scheme of that too, and it was it, to me that was the most 90s color scheme. Yeah, oh, yeah. Especially – and once again, I'm going the starter jackets. So those are the ones I would see the most, so I always associate uh, – you know what? I will revise. One I always like is the Raptors. Raptors is a cool one. Yeah, especially the, was it late 90s, early 2000s? Yeah. Like, it's a fucking dinosaur. Of course it's cool. Yeah, when it's still like a dinosaur and now with like its weird swooshy thing. Whatever the hell it is, it is now. now. Yeah. So, yeah, those are kind of my go to. Yeah. Uh, you know what else? Uh, man, fucking the old Houston Oilers. Yeah. I mean,. They were like the, we're like the, it's not even that great. We're like, you know what? Fucking Hartford Whalers. Man, that is a good classic jersey right there. The Whalers? Yeah. Hartford Whalers, the Quebec Nordiques, all these classic ones that got ripped from us. Well, see, I was always a big fan of. um, I got to say, hockey jerseys and logos are always like better than most of the others for some reason. For sure. Like, I'm trying to think. What's probably the weakest? Probably baseball. Yeah. Baseball, I'm trying to think of what is the best baseball logo. And they're all boring because they're mostly just letters. Yeah. There's nothing that stands out that's like, it's a cool animal or a cool this or a cool that. That's yeah, tough. Like, yeah, hockey has the cool – hockey and basketball probably have the coolest. Like, even football, a lot of them are – yeah, I'm trying to think. No, football's got some good ones. They got some good ones, but, like, I think, like, ones that could be cool, like the Bears, never had a fucking bear. I mean, unless it was all the way back in the day. Uh, yeah, which I don't know enough about that. But I'm. But then again, they're such an old franchise that they're one of the ones that had like nothing on their helmets forever, too. Yeah. So. so, yeah, I think hockey and basketball are probably tops as far as logos. Go. Yeah. So, like, the worst. What would I say for, like, the worst logo? Hmm. It's tough because if you choose anything that's a letter, then you'd have to apply that to, like, everything. Yeah. Unless it goes down to color color scheme like what's all right let's put it this way who's got the worst color scheme the browns well now now they're better with the orange and everything yeah i don't mind the browns I like the bright orange um hmm, who's the worst color yeah like you could say green bay for being boring but it's like just classic yeah the green and yellow In goddamn city of Pittsburgh. God forbid something not be colored up uh, fucking black, black and, and yellow, yellow on their fucking teams. But you know what? I'll, but I got to give them credit. It's I, still. I was going to say, I have to give them credit. They're at least consistent. They're consistent. I go, that's eh, a Pittsburgh team. How many other. Is there any other city that stays that consistent across all sports? I can't think of any. Like, maybe well, I'll well, say. Actually, like, well, no. So. Does. No, Boston. 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 Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I, get I, I mean, it. I guess for like ones I like the least, like maybe the Giants because it just says Giants. It's kind of boring. Yeah. New York Football Giants. No. That is uh, Washington Football Team for changing their names. They're <laughs> fucking a- assholes. That's a terrible name. Well, aren't they the Commanders now, or what I the don't fuck know did they change to? I don't know. I actually would have preferred to just stay Washington Football Team than what they changed it to. So yeah. whatever. Yeah. There's not enough. I mean, I, I was gonna say there's not enough new teams, but we know why. Because really, the newest team is the Vegas. Um, uh, there's the uh, Golden Knights and the uh, who, who's the fucking who's the Kraken? I forget who the Kraken is. The can't remember, but whatever. Yeah, I want to see more teams. More teams be cool. Yeah, more teams that beat the shit out of fucking Philadelphia teams. Hey, we have a good esports team. Hurrah! <laughs> Are they even good? You know I know what? nothing about Actually, them. Actually, you know what? We we do have to go down. You know We've who, been saying we have to. You know who has one of the one of my favorite logos was the Phantoms. Oh god, the old Phantoms logo was so fucking good. I love that logo. And their color scheme was great. Yeah, the, the dark purple, purple with yeah. the black and the gold. Was it gold trim or uh, it I think it was black, gold purple, and yeah, silver or something, something, something else. But yeah, no, that's a great question. I like it a lot. Yep, like the little branch offs. Gets the old noodle to going. Next up from Colin Y Song. Would you want to be Homelander or Soldier Boy? Brian, yeah. this is all you because I haven't watched the boys. Um, so do I want to be bad Superman or basically indestructible Havoc and Captain America put together? I guess if you're going based on the personality, Soldier Boy's cooler because Homelander at the end of the day like cares too much what people think about him, but he does fly, so you could fly. Mm. Whereas Soldier Boy is the only hero that really can't be killed and can also kill the only other unkillable superhero with a crazy chest power. So, yeah, probably Soldier Boy because he's just kind of funnier too. Did either of them jump in the pee hole? I saw the pee hole. No, the pee hole was just a random Ant-Man-ish superhero. I'm going with the pee hole guy. (laughs) Damn it, Jim! That's a guy who gets stuff done. I, I still think it is a crime you haven't watched. They take every superhero and do a fucked up version of them, and they do it. So, they don't even do the lowest hanging fruit. They do it so well. You I have know. to start watching. I, I've it. heard it's good. I'll yeah. probably enjoy it if I get around to watching it. There's a guy who's basically an Aquaman who fucks a squid. Relatable. <laughs> Damn it, Jan. What? <laughs> Fuck. So yeah, Soldier Boy. I may be him for Halloween. <laughs> At least it's not another goddamn Viking. All right, Viking soldier boy. <laughs> I've never actually been a Viking for Halloween. You should be a Viking combo of soldier boy. Tell him the rapper. Mix that together. God damn it, Jim. Be unique, Brian. And topical. I am not going to do what you do and go blackface, Jim. What if I even go blackface? <laughs> Photoshop photo of Jim right here. <laughs> uh, at, least, at least he said Photoshop. <laughs> Next up from JD Mains. Will the 12 million in hush money Vince McMahon paid women be the straw that finally breaks him? Him? Maybe. WWE? It ain't going to do shit. Uh, here's the deal. Do you actually think, I mean, was he not already probably fully on his way out? No, I 100% think he was going to die there. He oh. would never have given up control. So you don't think, okay. 
Well, I know the theory is that Nick Khan's trying to, you know, do his hostile takeover, which might, he might be going well. He might have been the leaker to the board, but who? Uh, he's this guy who, like, kind of came in a couple years ago. He's, like, a high-level executive now. Wouldn't I See, I would have thought it just would have went to Triple H and Stephanie. And... You'd think that. Hmm. Okay. Um, Vince is not – here's the thing. Vince, for all his faults, he's not going to cater to the public. If he wants to stay, he'll stay. Unless there's a situation where the board could vote him out which I don't know how the structure of that works, but I can't imagine he'd ever be the type would be in a, a position where he couldn't keep himself in if he wanted to. Yeah, I almost think it's like it's another Bobby Kotick situation. Has he ever actually, like, apologized? Like, has he done? No! So that's he's what- come out, he's started, ever since this, we talked about it last time, yeah. I think, too, briefly. The SmackDown. But ever since, like, this whole controversy started, I think he's opened almost every Raw and SmackDown. So, or at least he did a couple of them. He doesn't give a fuck. Well, you and I said. I think there was a report that came out that basically he was in like grill position before going out, and like there were like someone brought up the things, and he said "fuck them." So, <laughs> that's Vince. I mean, I'm shocked there's not more stories, and I'm not saying there aren't. I'm just saying like, <laughs> I- I'm shocked this is just one we're hearing about. Yeah, I mean. I think it's up to, like, four women he's paid off now that have, like, come out. Whatever. I mean, I'm not like you, Jim. I don't support him anymore, so. Man, I haven't watched in ages. I, I don't pay for the network either. I watch his Royal Rumble on YouTube, so. Yep, so, I mean, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Dude, I don't give a shit. It's unwatchable anyway. Uh, next up, from Phony Montana. If your house was burning down and you only had to the opportunity to run inside and grab your most prized possession, what would it be? Excluding humans and pets. <laughs> Okay. Thank you for making it easier. Yep. Prized possession. Prized possession. Fuck. Hmm. That's really tough. I'm probably going to go sentimental on it and probably grab my hard drives that have all my digital photos. Like, that's... Because I'm not going to grab a game system. I'm not going to grab a game... Uh, I don't care. I don't have any clothes or anything like like there's. Yeah, like I would get photos and shit like that. Shit you can't really replace. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think like, like I like every year for Father's Day, my wife has been like posing my daughter with like three letters saying "Dad." It's like this three fold out photo album thing. Yeah. So I have like all the years of her doing that. So that'd probably Something have to be like the that. thing I'd grab. Yeah. Yeah, but if you take like human sentimental side out of it, I'd probably take my Triforce Terminator toy from Terminator from back in the day. My favorite action figure of all time. <laughs> Fuck Jim. What? <laughs> I, g- I gave the sentimental pick right, and the non sentimental pick. Let, let's let's skew it a different way. Would you rather grab a system or your games? Honestly, probably games because they're cheaper to, they're more expensive they're, to get back. Yeah. 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 Like I said, it's, it's weird. Like, I, I don't think there'd be too, like, there's a lot of shit I wouldn't be happy about losing, but. Yeah. Called fucking everything. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's one of those weird ones where you go, I'm trying to think. Like, if I tried to put, like, the most rarity thing. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. That's that. That is really tough. That's a great yeah, question. Like, like I don't have a trophy because I never had any sports accomplishments. So definitely don't have that. I don't need to see that. The trophies, like I, I, all my trophies, I think are packed up. So I don't worry about the trophies. You know, but see, it goes back to human sentimental shit. Like I would do shit like uh, I would almost like grab like maybe like the first Hero Clicks toy I won in the tournament for like winning a tournament there. Okay, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, like I do have I see you know what it is? I do have sentimental shit, but it's all like mostly goofy. You know, the only real thing would be there there's a box I have. So it has my dad, both my grandfathers, <clears throat> their dog tags and their wrist things from being in the army and shit, and the one who apparently guess he killed a lot of germans because he he has a lot of the marksman medals from them and his own like awards from world war ii um so or he was a liar <laughs> so yeah it, i have a whole box filled with like that kind of nostalgia so that i'd probably grab that too yeah that's a good question though yeah i like it that's a toughie next up from travis lee have video game microtransactions started a monster? So he actually linked an article here from The Verge. Yeah, it's the one we had talked about, or we're going to talk about. Oh. With the cars. BMW. Oh, you know what? I have seen this. BMW starts selling heated seat subscriptions for $18 a month. I, like, the balls. Fuck you, car people. Fuck you. Welcome. <laughs> have fun. Welcome to our life. I'm, what I'm actually amazed is there hasn't been more things with microtransactions at this point. Yeah. Like, I, I thought that would spread, like, wildfire to every industry. Um, Like, I'm trying to think of what's another easy, like, microtransact. Well, we've always, like, joked about, like, how it's, like, I don't need, like, a computer screen in my fridge. Yeah. But, like, they're going to fucking start doing subscriptions to have, like, an ice maker or something. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Kind of. It's like, do you want the lights in here? Here's a trend. Like, there's going to be a point where you We have... are fucked. Oh, for sure. You're, you think you're saving from, like, I mean, that was the joke of, like, cut cut the cable with cable. And now that you pay. That worked for three months. Yeah. Now you pay way more to get the shit you actually want. Whereas when you were spoon-fed and told this is what you get and you just kind of dealt with it, grass is always greener on the other side. It's like now you have 17 subscriptions to deal with and this and that. Um, yeah, the BMW thing was amazing because I, like, I looked at that. I'm like, that can't be real. I love that a car company that just breaks down all the time is fucking the one doing this. Well, it's also the balls. Like, the only thing they're going to do is the same way, like, you jailbreak your phone. The system, they're not going, someone will figure out very easily how to jailbreak and localize the power requirement for your heated seats. Now, you will avoid your warranty. And if you're getting a BMW, you have to expect stupid shit like that. But that's the only, I think, solace is that you know you could jailbreak all that stuff. Yeah. But it's that's a shitty thing to do. Like, how, how the fuck do you have a monthly subscription for... I get all the, like, uh, like we have the Jeep, the Jeep Connect, but, like, a lot of other companies, each one has their version of OnStar or yeah. whatever. That I get. It's a monthly subscription for something else. But heated seats... Jesus Christ. Next is like airbags. Do you want your airbags? My wife would fucking die because she uses the goddamn heated seats in the summer. <laughs> God damn. So I would die with fucking bills. <laughs> I'm the victim. <laughs> you spoiled her. See, Jim? <laughs> sure <laughs> did. Sure did. You know what you need to do is just unplug uh, unplug her side 
and then be like, I don't know, babe, it's not working. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, fucking too bad. Yeah, well, we don't have the money to fix it. Shit. And fuse goes out. Yep, exactly. So yeah, I I am waiting for other things to pick up the pace. I guess from a media standpoint, like we you're already paying monthly subscriptions for most music shit. Yep. Movies and TV. So they're kind of already there in a way. Cars, I guess whatever. Yeah. Man. It's a ballsy thing. It's a sad state of affairs. And then one car company is going to come out with the the game pass of uh, subscription services for car services. Well, here's what's going to happen in the future. So <clears throat> if you put on your future sci-fi thing, eventually you know you won't have a true paint color to your car. It'll be a nano reflection of a paint you want. So you will have microtransactions to buy skins for your car. Yeah. That will be a future. It'll be like, oh, have the camouflage and then community uploaded skins for your car and someone's driving by with a dick on the side of their car. Like, that's going to be the future. I do love where we're having these growing pains with technologies and cars because, like, it was like a week or two ago, there was some blue check mark on Twitter who made, like, a bitchy post that basically saying that, like, his car shut down every try time he tried to start Netflix in his Tesla. <laughs> Not realizing that's probably called a failsafe. Yep. So you don't kill yourself? So you don't watch it? Well, yeah. Yep. Jim, it's it's a tough life we live. It's a, it's you can't watch your Netflix while you drive. That's tough. It's tough. You got to jailbreak it so you can, you know. I mean, you know what? What else are people going to do, Jim? You tell me. <laughs> right, how else are you going to watch the Cowboy Bebop reboot as you fucking go cross country? You tell me. I'll never really watch it. Them. I'll never watch it, so I don't care. Live action Death Note. You got to do it. I saw that. Did you do that? Oh yeah, I didn't. I didn't know Death Note was a thing before I saw it on Netflix. So that's like the closest thing to anime you ever like. That touched. was the closest thing, and I was like, "This movie's kind of weird." I'm like, "Whoever thought of this? Pretty fucked up." And then I realized it's anime. I was like, "That makes sense." Yeah, apparently that's like a horrific adaptation, though. I never watched Death Note. I've never watched the anime, the movie. I, if I remember correctly, the demon thing. Speaking was... of, do you watch New Resident Evil yet? It's on our list to talk about. Oh, okay. I have not watched it yet, so I can't wait for I, this. I won't, I won't spoil it for you, but I'll give my opinion so far. I'm not finished it, but I'm far enough to know know how I feel. Oh, ooh, <laughs> ooh la la. No, but that, that is a good question, and I don't know where the microtransactions are going to take us. Yep, so, yep, I hate our whole digital future. Uh, and <laughs> we'll be eating bugs soon enough. Next up, from Michael Soto. Well, actually, last up. My girlfriend's family hosts an event called the Beer Olympics every year. The Beer Olympics. Beer Olympics. Words is tough. Word, words is hard. <laughs> Where we split into teams and play drinking games until we can't drink anymore. Each game has a $5 t uh, pot, and it's loads of drunken fun. That being said, what is your favorite drinking game? I'm a sucker for just classic beer pong. Yeah, I mean... It's kind of. What do you call beer pong or Beirut if you're a fancy pants? Whatever you like. Don't ever call it Beirut. Beirut? Um, I like most drink. Like, here's the deal. Drinking. Flip cup, strong number two. That's a strong number two. I was going to say most, like, card games, I kind of lump them all together. Like, Asshole Kings, uh, Fuck the Dealer. Like, all the. <sighs> there's so many, like, they're just the epitome. Like, my favorite, probably, drinking card game is probably Kings. Yeah. When, especially when it's a group of you. Um, fuck the deal will certainly get you messed up the quickest, oh, as we've learned. Don't we know it. Uh, but yeah, no. Flip Cup is always good. Um, 
Then there's like, you know, if you want to count cornhole, but I've never turned that into a full-fledged drinking game. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, you can do the other things, like quarters and uh, what the hell is the other ones? I, I don't ever remember the actual names, but then like the Dizzy, where you like you spend. Yeah, Dizzy room. Bat. Yeah. Dizzy Bat. Um, but yeah, Beer Pong to me is like, it's just enough fun because you can like, kind of talk shit do this do that there's room for comeback whereas like with flip cup like if you just have someone really shitty on your team hey and he can't flip the cup to i save can his flip life a goddamn cup because he doesn't know how to be gentle <laughs> i can be gentle <laughs> or or sucks at chugging okay that i do suck <laughs> <laughs> so funny story about that uh at our block party we did like a beer relay thing mm-hmm. so we're like you chug, you put it on your head upside down to get a little bit of beer splatter on your head and shit like that. If you do a Naturally. bad job, goes all the way down, stuff like that. So, for whatever fucking reason, I was first in line and oh we had God. less people, so I would have had to do it twice. Oh, God. So, you were the anchor too? I was a bad anchor. I was a really bad anchor. Oh, my God. I was a horrifically bad anchor. Well, that's just people not knowing you being you. My friends and wife should have known better. They know me, <laughs> they should have known better. Um,. Yeah, yeah, shit like that is, that game can get so unfun if you realize real quick somebody on your team sucks. Like, there's no fun in a flip cup game when you're like, we can't, even if I do great, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Whereas like beer pong, you can kind of make up for it. So yeah, beer pong all the way. Actually, one thing I learned on my vacation, apparently calling Cornhole Bago, very regional just to like the Philadelphia area. Yeah, uh, I've heard. I've actually have heard Bago a few times. To me, it's one of those things I don't dwell on. I I I, I don't dwell it, on it, but like when we were at the Cold Spring, yeah, they had a cornhole set. Yep. So you had to ask for the bags from the bar and shit like that. Give me your ID. So we're like, oh, can we get the uh, bags for Bago? And he's like, you're from Philly, aren't you? We're like, why do you ask? He's like, because we had three different people in here from Philly over the week. And the first one who asked, we went, what the hell are you talking about? So wait, did you call it cornhole or bago? Bago. You call it bago. See, I call it cornhole. I flip back and forth. It's one of those things where it's like Mario and Mario where I don't think about it and I just kind of do both. <laughs> you just do Even it. though fucking YouTube yells at us every goddamn time we say Mario. So I, I t- Yeah. I, I'm the worst of I will never veer from saying water. Oh, I, God. No. I will never try to bend and say water. I'm just not going to do it. I say drawer. Towel. Towel. Like, I, there are certain things. I'm Crown. Crown. Like, I'm not ever going to be like. I, I don't say tagger this. anymore. I do say tiger. Tagger. Yeah, that's more of like a South Philly thing. I was going to say, yeah, I've, I've always said tiger. That's how, like, my, my family's from South Philly, so, like, they would always say tagger. tagger. Tony the tagger. Yeah, I could see that. Well, we have friends from South Philly and from, I feel like, Jersey that say meth. <laughs> Lab. Yeah, it's a it's almost like a Boston Junior Bull yeah. sauce <laughs> But no, uh yeah, so cornhole bago, whatever you want to call it, that I played a lot of, but like I said, you don't really make it a drinking game. Yeah, it's just something you drink as you play. Yeah. You know what is a fun drinking game? Our old Call of Duty drinking games. Yes. And I every so often, Jim, I have to rewatch the clip when you jumped off that edge. There's such a moment of like you're unsure. You're like, where? I was like, jump right there. You're like, I know I'm gonna die, but I have to see. 
I had to see. I had to see. <laughs> I had to see it. Dude, you're, I look back Take at this. Take the fork and put it in the outlet. It's going to hurt. No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> Ow. I, I look back at those, and you know what? I love them because the rules were so ridiculous. And I love the start of after the very first video we made, your face just is like, after, like, because I would tell you the rules minutes before we record. And then one video, you're just sitting there, you're like, yeah, because they're <laughs> bullshit. You're like, this is ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> and I would love it. made like, for shit dicks like you who are too goddamn good at the game. And I love, like, I knew what, what my fate was. After the game, I'd be like, all right, so you have 16 steps. You're like, when? <laughs> we'll put a link below to the old playlist. They, uh, yeah, they're they're underrated in how funny. You get to see the true ang- angry Jim. Yeah. yeah. And, and the bullshit where you would. It really called out like that one video where it, I, I think we were, oh, the infected mode where you would miss people by a mile with a knife and you go, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm like, you're not even close. What the fuck? Like, That's bullshit. I should have had that. I had him. I had him. <laughs> yeah, you can look back at old uh, fresh face Jimmy and Brian. Uh huh. In the Bef- apartment. Before we were on this fucking platform for nine goddamn years <laughs> with all the success but jim it's so fun <laughs> it's the only hobby i have left <laughs> no but great great questions everyone we truly appreciate it, and we truly appreciate everyone supporting us and once again if you are listening on itunes or spotify make sure hit that subscribe button and give us a rating if you give us a five star we'll always read it on this podcast yep appreciate the support guys cheers all right, Chambers, so we're back. Uh, what'd you think of the pineapple beauty that you brought? Pretty good. Um, as I was drinking it, like it kind of just turned into a more citrusy IPA in the mouth. Like Nothing was really standing out, but I was too engrossed in our wonderful Patreon questions. Yeah, and also, but, like it didn't it didn't quite feel like a 9.1%, which were No, it did not. So Yeah. I, I like as I we were going through the questions, I felt myself like having to slow my speech down. I was like, <laughs> ah shit, the slurs are coming. Yep. Not the racial. But the slurry, slurry talk. You know, slurry, just slurry saying mouth that mouth. is where you get in trouble, Jeff. <laughs> Fuck. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, not to, not to say something couldn't happen. Well, Jim, your slurs are only going to get who, worse. Who's to say what's acceptable or not these days? Come on. <laughs> oh, Jim, for your sake, I hope no one. So this can that you brought us is friggin fantastic jim and i talk all the time about can art and i think you can see it pretty well but from ghostbusters we have the minion of gozer with the good old rick moranis uh what the hell is his name in the movie um i can't remember fuck 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 this is really gonna bother me um oh my god god damn it it was just on the tip of my tongue before we talked about it, i actually thought of it in my head Anyway, from Maine and Mill Brewing Company and Barrel Works, this is their double IPA with Citra, Mosaic, Sabro. I don't know what the HBC 586 is, Strata, and Brew One. 8% alcohol. Like I said, I don't care if this beer is bad or good. I will always get artwork where you give a little bit of nostalgia that I love and you put some time into it. Yeah, that that's that's artwork you don't pass up right yeah. there. So what's his name? Because I know you looked it up. Lewis Tully. Lewis Tully. I, yeah, I would never have remembered it. Lewis, I would have remembered. Tully, actually, I would have never I never. Name. I don't even think I knew he had a last I, name. I didn't know that. So good to know. So there's some trivia for you guys. He's not Vigo. No, he's not Vigo, Jim. Not a Carpathian. 
but he is a key master. This is true. So, uh, Jim, did you know that retro gaming is a waste of time and money? Bri, did you know that Opinion Piece was from the UK? I don't care about their opinion. Did you know most opinions from the UK are wrong? It's the reason we left. <laughs> so yeah from the metro.co.uk we have the article below an interesting little article it's it's a basically a full-on shit post i feel like i don't even think it's a shit post but like well, i kind of okay, get okay. the idea where it's coming from but you you explain i was gonna say to me it's more the title is definitely the shit post aspect yeah well I, that's what these all these fucking places do it's what i would expect from kotaku yes um i don't know the metro that well and i'm sure they're gonna we've linked from them a lot yeah so it's one of these deals where okay this could be what we're expecting but essentially it, it started going into the fact that you know with ps premium coming out they're not shocked to see that some ps1 and ps2 titles aren't being you know uh remastered or remade and being shared the way that xbox game pass came out and like filled it with a whole bunch of classics and which were full of remasters or just backwards compatibility so you could use your own discs you could tell there's a big bias against xbox in this article because he's like well because xbox didn't have anything and you know ps never had that problem before if you read into it the context there is like okay clearly he doesn't like xbox and his argument goes on further to basically say and now you have people trying to remake last of us which is only 10 years old as of right now and there's already been a remaster and a well, there's the original version, and then there is the HD, HD update for PS4. And then there was, like, one more. Now they're doing a remake. Now they're doing a remake, and he's saying, like, why do that? It seems like a waste of time. And he looks at all retro games as, like, if you're going to remake or remaster, that's just uh, a company's lazy way to put out content. Um, but then he, like, tries to save grace. He's like, now, I'm not saying if you want to go and play super nes or a sega saturn game that's a waste of your time he said but arguably it is because most of the time the controls are so god awful that there's no value in them anymore i don't know i think he missed a good like the real chunk of it which is what he's he was basically getting at the point that all these current companies milking nostalgia so much yeah is hindering growth and and like which new what, games are yeah. coming out which i completely disagree with so I okay. Let me ask you this: You and I have talked about this. The regrowth of the 2D beat 'em up with like, you know, uh, Shredder's Revenge and Streets of Rage Four. Right. It's a return to form to old, with a, a tiny tinge of different art style, but ultimately, it's a return to a retro style. Right. We love most people. I haven't really heard anyone hate on it. That's to me a valuable use of time remaking and remastering as we've said skyrim last of us all these games that just can't seem to not stop getting r those well i mean one thing he brought up was uh what the fuck's the new bethesda game is gonna be coming out uh star starfield or something starfield yep. yeah and he's saying well you know it just looks like skyrim again and you know it's default of all these companies trying to you know hit back the old thing to me i'm like no that's bethesda's fault for never evolving for over 20 years yeah they've made the same game again and again that's on bethesda yeah like i, I like i kind of like I, I 
see what he's trying to get at here, but I don't. I think it's a younger guy. I don't think he really lived through the early PS4 and Xbox One era mm-hmm. when it was once again nothing but remakes of last gen games because they had nothing to put out. Yeah. So I don't think like it's another stopgap, and it's these companies milking nostalgia. Like I think fucking this Last of Us remake's ridiculous. Like there's no need for it at all. But you know they're gonna make their money. At least with the Final Fantasy remake, that was like you know a good leap forward for the fucking game. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, trying to think, but I just like, think like taking a bunch of old games and putting them on a service. Like you know what the thing is? Like anyone here? Here's one for you. Anyone who bashes Xbox and they bash Game Pass, yeah, their biggest argument nine times out of ten is no one cares about old games anyway. And really, if you look at it, like it's not like backwards compatibility was like a big thing that made Xbox win the console war or anything. It didn't. No. no. Like it's always going to come down to what new game people want and what is your exclusive and shit like that. But it's also we've said before, and I think most people agree, no one does better fan service for their people than Xbox with the backwards compatibility. Yeah. Nintendo will resell you the same shit in every different version for every single console. PlayStation is like sluggish to do it. And even with PS premium, like it's very limited. Yeah. They're like, no, you need the original system with the original hardware. Whereas Xbox, like, did you like the old games? All right, we'll figure out a way. We'll, we'll stream it for you. Whatever we can do. It's a different mentality. And yeah, it might not be the main seller, if that's all they did, I could appreciate it, but it's, this dude is acting like there isn't new games coming out all the fucking time. Yeah, he's like trying to say like the video game industry isn't growing because of, you know, throwing some old games on a service. It's like, dude, that's so inconsequential. Yeah, there's also it what he's probably mad about is that people our age who love those games are now able to play it on the latest consoles and are like that's what we talk about. He's like, but guys, talk about Power Wash Simulator. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, fucking Power Wash Simulator. <laughs> like, like there, there's just an ideal that this guy is trying to convey that, like, yeah, it's a lazy. These services are lazy for whatever reason. But he's acting like these they tri- kind of are. But they like- are. But they, he's acting once again like these AAA companies aren't coming out. Like Bethesda, fine. They re they remake the same game over and over again. But then why are they always the best game ever, every year they come out? And they also came out with the mm. best FPS of the decade with Doom. So how are you going to shit too much on their formula for Skyrim and, and those games? And then they come out with Doom. Yeah. And, and plenty of other. But like, I mean, they basically bought it and then just like they published Doom. But they didn't really make it. But you know what I'm saying. I'm, I know. I didn't, I'm, but like I look at that and I go, who cares? Like whatever... They their big uh, fall down was Fallout seventy six going that weird online thing, but when Fallout Fallout seventy six in general, yeah, yeah, but Fallout four came out, killed it. Whatever the next Elden Scrolls and or Elder Scrolls and whatever the next Fallout actual single player, it's gonna beat everything. Yeah, I mean it's the same as like Nintendo when they wait. They'll resell you every version of their games, but when a new Zelda, a new Mario, new whatever, it's going to dominate. Yeah, I mean, they, they just sell. Smash, Mario Kart, fucking yeah. Mario, Zelda, instant. So, I see what he's saying. Could it? Could studios do more? Mm, maybe. But we're also at such an oversaturation point with video games. Like, 
what do you really think is going to be the next big game that's being held back because they want to do these other projects? You know, Bri, you'll never know because all these goddamn retro games are holding it back. <laughs> that's the problem. I mean, we're also... 10 out of 10 article. I also think we're at a uh, the peak of video games right now in the sense that there's, just like with movies and music, there's too much now. And nothing will ever be able to quite top those charts except for what we just mentioned some of the major triple a titles because there's going to be so many niche like oh my god everyone loved this one really niche game that's underrated and the hidden gem of this generation and da, 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 da. but there's so many of those now because there's so many games you're never going to sit play them all so no no just enjoy it uk fuck <laughs> drink your tea move on you know what he's mad about no one's thrown those goddamn specky games on these systems <laughs> want to know why because they're garbage yeah yeah, yeah, that exactly. He he's like, where's where's our retro? Where's scene? my beeps and boobs? <laughs> but Jim, I did uh, I did throw out Nintendo's name a few times, and I think they're trying to get into a new market here. Oh yes, yes they are. So yeah, coming from the Hollywood Reporter, Jim, you can explain this, but they're basically uh, they bought a company so they can potentially develop some IPs for movies. Yes, Nintendo buys studio to turbocharge IP based production. So they bought a visual content company called Dynamo Pictures Incorporated, which I know basically nothing about, and all I know about them is from this article, which is saying that they're working with Illumination for the new Super Mario Bros. movie. Yeah. So, but apparently they're going to be that like the spearhead for Nintendo to start making visual content out of their other IPs. So here's my question to you. So they also reference and like there are some things, and we're going to get to it very soon. Um, Right now being worked on is the Last of Us series. Uh, I forget the other the other two they mentioned. But like a lot of video game IPs are being developed. There's going to be a Borderlands movie. I think there's going to be a Bioshock movie potentially. Like So they're taking these IPs doing something exciting. Realistically, and not a smart ass answer, Jim. That exciting? No, no. I'd be excited for a Bioshock. Okay. I mean, yeah, done well. Yeah. We are uh, it, we are it, out of the uh, era of like Uber Bowl doing all these. That's so. what I'm saying. Like, there can be something done well. That's all I'll say. Here's my question: Other than an animated version, would you really want to see a live action Legend of Zelda or Super Mario? Like, do you? Here, here's a better question: Do you I need mean, to see it? Do I need to? No. Yeah. And if it's done right, could it be cool? Like, I think a Zelda movie could be cool if done right. Who's to say what's doing it right? But I mean, do you, but if you go live action Legend of Zelda, do you just go straight Lord of the Rings style? Like that? Do you do you base it kind of like how else can you do it if not like a medieval fantasy? I mean, it's kind of got to be that. Yeah. Yeah. So do you want to see that? Yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. So I. I look at like. Do the, I want to see it, man? Yeah. Do the populace want to see that? All the fucking the girls that like Zelda. <laughs> you got it. They need new tattoos, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> no, but here, here, here's the here's the real thing is I think it's very smart. I'm actually amazed there's not more animated series like on multiple streaming. Like Castlevania has its own series, right? Why isn't there a Super Mario, Legend of Zelda, like all these other IPs? Easily made into cartoons because they peach perfection in the eighties with their cartoons. God damn it, Jim! <laughs> so I think this is a move in the right foot, maybe. 
by Nintendo. To- hey, I, you know what? I mean, well, I, the Mario movie, I'll probably give a pass either way because, like, they're working with Illumination. Yeah. So, I mean, it's the fucking Minions people. So, I mean, if it's good, it'd be surprising. If it's bad, it's like, yeah, it's kind of what I expected. It's, I'm not going to expect anything terrible, but I'm not going to expect anything great. But, I mean, Seth Rogen's Donkey Kong, so, ugh. But, I mean, Jim, what- if Seth Rogen was anything, you'd go, ugh. You're right. <laughs> but if, what do you call it? I'll, I'll judge them by what they do after with it and see what they do. So, okay. I mean, it's an it's, it's a unexpected move for me because, like, that's the last thing I expected from Nintendo at this point. So, Well, you and I talked about it already, and we've covered it. Like, the Sonic movies are great. I enjoy watching them. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't hate all my – like, I think they hit the right tone – it's very kiddie-ish, but it's also like it well enough made that and it had the right actors where I was like, oh, I can enjoy this. Um, not perfect movies, but yeah, it's not the Uwe Bell movies. Right. So. <laughs> Uwe Bell. I don't know. Uh, Uwe Bell. But I don't know how no one made that Bell joke back in like 2008 <laughs> when like shitting on him was all the rage. Uh, but, but, you know, it's, there are IPs that you can't like, I know it's not an IP of a game, but like a Wreck-It Ralph style movie. Like, you can make video game movies done pretty well. Yeah. So do it with Super Mario. Do it with Legend of Zelda. Do a fucking good Metroid. Dark. I was just about to say Metroid. Like, Metroid would be cool. That would be a great live action movie, but I, I feel like Nintendo would never have the balls to go the way it really would need to go to be great. Spooky, atmospheric. Yeah. Like, Not a lot of dialogue. And it ends with a big battle against a fucking giant, like, you know, dragon. Yeah. So. Do Ridley. Like, I. Yeah, it. That I don't could, even need Mother Brain. Fuck Mother Brain. Just give me a Ridley fight. Yeah, that could be the end of it. Everyone just wants Ridley. But um, oh, I just stand there in the drawer. <laughs> cares, <laughs> Jim? How do you really feel? <laughs> I mean, unless they do, they're gonna have to do it in, in like a sequel and have that emotional thing with the little Metroid, like in Super. But yeah, they could. Where you go all over the top? Use the Chozo boss from Dread. That's a good way to start. Shut up about Dread. Dread's fucking great. Get off of Dread's dick already. Dread is so good. You play it. You play it. You play it. You'll like it. Just because the control is better doesn't mean it's a better game, Jim. Oh my god, the control's so good. That that's the only plus it has. That's the biggest plus you need in a game. No, you don't. Yes. No story. (laughs) Music. Okay, the music is very lacking in that game. I'll say that. There you go. It is lacking. It's It's a disappointment. I win. You don't win shit. Listen, if you go by that metric, then Streets of Rage 4 is clearly better than 2 because there's controls better. There's an argument to be made. But the music sucks dick compared to it. There's an argument <laughs> to be made. <laughs> All right. I have to... Uh, I guess I might as well bring it up now, talking about IPs and how they get fucked up. Let's hear it. All right. So um, three or four episodes into Resident Evil. I've only I'm, seen memes. I haven't seen the show I'm yet. I'm going to keep it as... Base level non, as possible. Yeah, as non-spoiler free. Do you know, do you know what the move that the show is even about? Um, the most I've heard is it's just like they created a bunch of new characters in like a zombie apocalypse kind of setting with a race swapped Wesker. Which I mean, I don't really care about that, but like that's like the most I've heard anyone talk about it. Okay, and then just like random screenshots of the bad dialogue. Okay, so yes, that is... I don't really know a ton about it. So it's based in South Africa. Okay. In New Raccoon City. Uh, they're, they're just calling it New Raccoon City. Why? C- Th- this is... 
Just my, use this. My number, five was in Africa. My my number one problem with Resident Evil, we said with the movie review we did with Nick, I the original Mila Djokovic movies. I you know what? I still like one. I like two. The rest were a good turn off your brain action movies. Three was fun. After that, that's when the real yeah, downhill and, went. And I I was because you know what? They did just enough fan service. Like oh, there's a liquor. Oh, there's Nemesis. Oh, they're like right. The third movie was a Shanti Swan song. Let's not forget. I think it was her only movie, and it showed why. The crows got her, Jim. Swan song. But, uh, you know, so there's New Raccoon City, which they allude to like there may have been. I fucked this show already. And, yes, as you said, a race-swapped Wesker, which, like, already, if you're going to start fresh and do New Raccoon City, like, just do new character, like name him anything else because he doesn't exude anything that's Wesker, like other than he works at Umbrella. But in this movie, in this show, he's like more of just a lab guy. Like he's not this like swab, like ends up getting genetically modified. Like, no, he's just like a, a high level lab guy at new re- new Umbrella or, you know, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I mean, I guess that's fine. That's kind of like Resident Evil 1 Wesker, but... but- my problem with that is, why even use the name? I agree. Like, so, why use the name New Raccoon City? Like, so right off the bat, I'm like, okay, that's pretty silly. Um, and then, like, they're just really trying to make you care about a, a main character who, so far, I don't care about. Like, there's no care. the The zombies in there, misogynist. The zombies in there, they're like. Like every, this is my number one problem with anything that makes zombies is like they're almost more of an inconvenience than a real threat. Right. Like they're like, oh, there's some zombies. Let's just do whatever. And in this show, the zombies can run full sprint, but still they're really just an inconvenience. Nah. They're not a threat. Uh, they did introduce a, uh, uh, one of the big creature things from the Resident Evil games, which I won't tell you because I don't want to spoil it. Okay. Which I was like, oh, that's cool to see that. But like, other than just throwing in little names here and there, and like they even throw in other names like uh, Doctor Marcus, but now it's a woman and it's something else. Like they just took every name and they're like, how can we make it the opposite as much as we can? I don't know why you do that. I want one fucking Resident Evil thing. As a diehard Resident Evil fan, that last movie, Return to Rack or whatever. Welcome to Raccoon City. Fuck that movie to hell. Fuck this show. But do you agree with me when I said we owe it an apology? We owe Mila Djokovic an apology. We do. That that series. She I will, showed Bush. I will. That wasn't where I was going. God damn it! But I Still will. Still drawing point. I will rewatch that series now every year in spite of these other things. Because <laughs> give me one fucking series. Give me a series. Give me a movie. Start with the fucking mansion. Stay within the mansion. How have we not had like an actual scene in a Resident Evil movie as cool as like the fucking grid lasers that we had twenty some years ago? The one of the best scenes that did spawn. I don't know how many things. Say what you want about those movies. Yeah, the fucking grid lasers, the Marilyn Manson soundtrack with all the awesome... That soundtrack actually still right next to my WWE to uh, the green and black one. Uh, volume 3. Volume 3. I have them right next to each other. It's something I was that for? I think the green and black I think, was no, 4. No, it was 4. Yeah. Great soundtrack. And you know what? I apologize to that original series. 
why can't you just for once stick to the original source fucking material keep it in a mansion keep it simple stop doing the dc thing and introduce everything all at once just keep it fucking simple right we, we didn't know what we got until it was gone that's what happened bry i that you know like i said i'm I'm trying to leave out as many spoilers i really want you to watch it so we can talk more about it yeah but i'm already like now my wife who's never seen a single resident other than movies she's like oh it's you know it's interesting i was like yeah if you don't know the character give the characters any other names and you'd be like oh it's cool right like a side story is fine. You can do side stories. Do There's side plenty stories. Of them. But all right, Jamers. But on a positive note, and something I did mean to bring up to you. Okay. Now this is as old as late May, early June. But there were some very strongly suggestive leaks that there will be a Titanfall three. Oh, I did vaguely hear about this, but I didn't like really see much about it. I saw two things. One was that there was something actually leaked from. Uh, is it EA? I think EA makes them. I, I get my big were, studios. Were they, like, I guess they are published by EA. Weren't they, like, Respawn Entertainment or something? Something like I that. forget who, yeah. But then there was also something where, you know how, like, GameStop will put out, like, what the new games are and just have titles? Yeah. Well, like, on one of the shelves, they showed Titanfall 3, like, coming, like... Really? Fall or winter 2022 or something. Surprising. Which, I don't buy that because I'm like, their hat would have to be something if it's coming out this year. Yeah. But there's been like rumors about this for a while. And dude, I know you and I are one of the, we sing for this game. We're like, it's so underrated. Our buddy Jay, he actually just sent me, he's like, he just picked up a copy of Titanfall 2 or showed his son that for the first time. I'm like, it's such a great game. Like how did it like not do better? Like you parkour around and then you jump into a giant mech and then you fight in a giant mech. I mean, I'm no experienced person with mech games, but I have to imagine it's one of the best imagined realistic shooter version of a mech game that you could possibly do. At least in like an FPS setting. Yeah, yeah. W- without having the mechs fly and go super crazy, keeping them semi-grounded. Like no one actually likes playing Steel Battalion. We all just like the controller. Yeah. And like the only other mech game I've ever really touched was Front Mission Evolved, which was just like a third person actiony spin-off because that's like more of an RPG. Yeah. But and like, like that game is okay. But anyone who's ever played I feel like if you play Titanfall, you go, Wow, this controls really well. The powers are very intuitive. It's not it's definitely not too uh crazy. It's like kind of simplistic, but mastering it takes some effort. They were also the first game I feel like that mastered the idea of you don't need to have everyone be a playable character you can have bots in there that's fun to kill too to pad your stats yeah and all, other games have started to do that now but like they had it all like they thought about so many aspects of it it was fun going around as a person and fucking up people and even had finisher moves before there was battle royale shit on call of duty it, it, it's almost like they swapped how they should have done it where the first game was basically just nothing but online multiplayer where when it came out, we were still at that 360 to Xbox One yep. transition. So people were kind of like, oh, multiplayer only. Where's my single player campaign? Yeah. So then like it didn't do great, but the people who liked it really loved it. And then Titanfall 2 came out and had a great fucking campaign mm. and great online. And then it bopped. It just, for whatever reason, fell under the radar. It was a $5 game <laughs> soon after. So... I hope this comes out, and I hope it gets a reception it deserves. Yeah, I also hope that. Be- 
Because what, what were they the Apex Legend guys? Mm. Was that their big one? That they, uh, I think they were. Yeah. Yeah. They had like a big hit with that. Here's my only. I'll call it a fear. It's not a fear, but a realization. What we'll probably get is the things we like, but there'll be a battle royale version of Titanfall. Which, if it's done right, you know what? I trust. You know those what? Guys. It'd be kind of cool. It'd be kind of like a huge I mean, if you're map. the guy who's not in the mech, kind of fucked, but <laughs> but that's the same as when you play um, pub and you're outside the thing pub, too far. If, you, if you're if you have vehicles coming towards you, or even battlefield, like you're kind of screwed when a vehicle's coming towards you anyway. So yeah, yeah. But I did like the fact that in Titanfall, even if you were on the ground, as long as you weren't completely out in the open, you could fuck up a Titan. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we'll put the link below. I fucked up Jim in that drinking game, too. That was the first <laughs> goddamn time I ever touched the game. You know, Jim. You want to talk fighting an uphill battle. Jim, that was Jim, bullshit. I'm hearing bullshit left and right out of you because I did better than you in Streets of Rage 2. You took my guy. I did better you than you guy. in the game that I did better than you in, in uh, Star Fox 64. I'm just saying. <laughs> Jim, let the record show. Yeah, you beat me in typing of the dead. Congrats. <laughs> Goddamn right I did. <laughs> I'm just saying. Usable skill, Bri. You shove your fucking <laughs> games up your ass. But guess what? Nobody uses a typewriter anymore. You only use your thumbs, and I bet I could out thumb you any day. Don't you doubt my thumbs. Yeah. <laughs> don't you doubt my fucking much, thumbs. I don't care how much uh, clans you clash. Don't want you fucking down my thumbs. I have typed way more online on a goddamn phone than you have, motherfucker. With my goddamn Twitter addiction. They, they, actually, that is probably true. So, yeah. But still, Titanfall 3, make it a real thing. I, I'm, I'm excited to hear that. So, I, I'll get it. So, Jim, I have one more topic for us. Yeah, right. And we, I mentioned it earlier, and I'm glad it got you mad. Uh no, just hear me out. So when do you think this whole idea of like a casual task game really came about? And I, I, I refuse to call them simulators. So like power wash simulator, um, mowing simulator. Like I guess I'd have to go with like the first Animal Crossing on GameCube. I think the first one on DS was when it really got popular, but I think the GameCube one was pretty popular. So that so I, I was thinking back like okay simulation like I know there was Utopia and some other games and then like SimCity SimCity but like I look at those as like city management like something where it, where it's, it's not a chore game it's a management yeah. game yeah um and I can even say like okay something like a like a surgeon like we're not all surgeons but I think of tasks that like or like any, a Tamagotchi keeping yeah. your little guy alive it was those, a game those were yeah they were kind of like that too but like yeah I, I thought animal crossing may have been where you get into that like farming but it's really localized not like the games where there was farming simulators where it's like acres of shit and or wasn't there like wasn't the first harvest moon on super nes i want to say maybe i forget i don't know but like i think of that and i go okay if animal crossing was the thing that really sparked in people's minds like just do mundane tasks yeah now i know or that game we talked about where you like set up your house. Yeah. Well, that's uh, unpacked. my point. Unpacked. Unpacked. Yeah. Or there's like moving buddies. Like there's a level of like Animal Crossing, I know, is a farming thing and it's more about the people you talk to and 
you sell your stupid bells, whatever. But there's a level below that, which is, yeah, it's power wash simulator. It's fucking mow your lawn simulator. Like shit you could actually do that nobody wants to do. For fucking farm simulator has been around for ages somehow. And I, and I go, what? Is this really a response to one? Is it trying to get people into games that aren't really gamers that are looking for a mundane task? Or is it have people become, we always talk about the pussification and sensitivity of people, but like, are they over violence in video games and they want something that's a peaceful pastime? Like, I don't know what the answer is. And I haven't played, I, I'll be a. I right, don't played. you go don't you go Jordan Peterson on me calling out those woke moralists. All right? No, no, I, I don't We will win. I'm saying I don't know what the what sparked them because I feel like every other day there's a new like I feel like there literally be. I joke about you with that flower game, and I know it was more than that, but like there probably will be like a let's paint the wall simulator. Like Splatoon to a degree is just paint shit. Like this idea that went away from the ultraviolet, fantastical, going out there saving the galaxy to can you power wash my fucking siding? Like, wh where did that leap go? Right, you saved the world in flower. You do not be smart that goddamn <laughs> game. I'll be smart all I want. You play. You do not be smart. And, and and you know you could make the easy argument. Everyone has different tastes, and I said earlier there's a million different niches. But like, but yeah. Now to back to your point. I mean, maybe that is the thing. Maybe it's like me with my Yu-Gi-Oh, where it's like, sit down and like play the card game I like. Maybe someone wants to sit there and pretend to fucking harvest crops or whatever. Like, it's not a game that I want to play, but, you know, if that's what you relax to, then fine. Whatever. I just, I don't know. Like, I, I think about... I can't even grandstand that much. I don't care anymore. I don't care about I don't anything know. It, It's nothing. It's, it's strictly, I want your honest opinion. Like, what would drive someone to be like i can't wait to play lawnmower simulator to make sure i get those corners right like you know you know what i mean i don't know about lawnmower simulator but what i do know me about animal crossing it's that need to go back every day to do that thing to get another thing to get another thing it creates a routine it makes a routine so for me, okay, as a guy who is painfully somehow still addicted to clash of clans i know you're one of the few <laughs> i am completely maxed out I've been maxed out for like six months now. Yeah. And I still log in every day and, and do just, my eight do attacks it. to stay in my Titan League and, you know, eventually do like, you know, the little challenges and events they have going on for items that I don't need that just get turned into uh, fucking metals because or gems because I'm already maxed out. So they just get turned into gems because I can't hold anything anymore either. But I still just log in. It's so routine. It's, so it's like a comfort thing. Yeah. Which I get, like I said, hey, we all, I think we all have our root, like you said, it is important. I still play fucking Pokemon Go. There you go. Yeah. I mean. I walk my dog. I go to the Pokestop. Swirl the Pokestop. You just do it over and Get over. a couple things. Do the daily thing to get the daily thing. So it's kind of like the brainless, like, activity. But like I said, it does seem the past couple years, the spark of the mundane task game has really caught on because i've seen i feel like any task now especially on steam and i feel like when it's on steam and i hear power wash simulator is a bitch because you have to like perfectly clean the car and shit well too. That, that's kind of my point is like there is something to it where like i mean i think that's just another meme game but like it is but at the same time it's getting reviews and now it's on xbox game pass for free 
It is? Yeah, just like Lawnmower Simulator. Oh, like, shit. I'm going to have to get Power Watch Simulator now. All those things have been things that I saw on Steam like a couple, like six months ago. I was like, Power Watch Simulator. And it had these crazy great reviews. And now it's on Xbox. So they're catching enough. Like Steam. You know what? I'm going to have to fucking try this thing. God and damn it. I'm not even saying it's bad. I'm saying, though, think about the original when we were kids. You're saving your princess from Bowser. You're you're friggin' Link going through and fighting Gan like these grandos like epics. Yeah. To I have to get the perfect cleaning of my car. It's weird because like there were games like that even outside of Animal Crossing. Like sure. Like, but with that kind of idea, like Chibi Robo, it's a third. It's GameCube exclusive, late in the life. Uh, you play this little robot who is like basically a little task robot for your house. Okay. So your job is to go around and do like basically household chores, but to like manage your power, you got to like plug yourself in and shit like that. And, but it's still like, you're still doing like chores and shit like that around the house. So, okay. So it's kind of like that, but you're doing it in the third person action kind of setting. So, so it's a little it, bit different. It's done, but... that, that's what I mean. Like there's fantastical ways I've seen games, little but big where planet, but where it's like... literally just like you're power washing a car. It just must be cathartic. It just must be that, where you that, just sit there and go, hey, hey. I and, and I am not. If you enjoy these games, I'm not hating. I'm trying to understand, like, how do we get that? Like, you, you know what? You know what? You know what the fuck it is? Power washing's fun. It is. Uh, hey, when I'm outside, if doing that, if, it the, in real if the life, guy, if the goddamn haptic feedback kind of feels like how it's supposed to feel in a controller, yeah, when you're doing it in real life, power washing's fucking fun. I, I just I look at that and I go, that is something you. Like, I can never actually fight in Halo or Doom. Right. That's not something you can actually do. I can clean my front steps. You could clean your front steps. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I thought of that, and I went, it's very interesting that there are more and more of these games popping up, and I was almost thinking of it more like... Well, no, actually, to, not to cut you off, I almost think you could go, you could go, you could go high level. Yeah. We live in a world of extreme inflation right now. Mm. We live in a world of in the interest rates for homes are going up. Property values are ridiculous right now. Good chunk of people will never own a home. Yeah. The way it's looking right now, like you and I are very lucky that we're homeowners yeah. at this point. So there's a lot of people who will never experience these tasks. So and they, this is going to be a way that, like, like I'm never going to own a farm. I don't want to because I'm lazy, but I'm never going to own a farm. But who knows? Maybe I would pick up Stardew or animal crossing and wind up liking it yeah i don't need something that's that much of a time sink so i'm not going to but it's something i could like but i i almost i was trying to think of it more of like when we were kids it was like the more violent bloodthirsty crazy you could get with a game that's what everyone thirsted for and i feel like now it is skewing more towards the peaceful and is that a societal thing or is it a niche thing? Like, not saying there's obviously plenty of violent video games because Call right. of Duty is still Fortnite, even like is a comic version of a shooter. Right. It's it's violent, but it's not. It's like cutesy. Yeah. I mean, even Five Nights at Freddy's, like you were visually murdered when you lost. But it was, it was cutesy. It was adorable. Yeah. You know. So. And horrifying. Is that like? Do you think that's where it's swinging? It, you know what? It could be a thing with like a product of like you know social media and everything being so connected and the globalists where we just know how shitty the world is these days. So sometimes it's just nice to sit back and just play something that's nice. Power washer shit. Yeah. 
Yeah. Sit back there, power wash, feel a little sense of accomplishment, move on with your day. Doesn't sound bad to me. Like I said, it it's not a uh it's truly like I'm curious what do you guys think cuz it, it's something I thought about. I'm like, man, I see these games. Like Jim said, the worst fucking thing you could ever do is move people in and out of places and unpacking shit. And the fact that there's a game that's well received is insane to me, but there is something to that mindless mundane like get it a call it a routine whatever you're not thinking there's no real stakes i guess that's the thing is like when you play a power wash and there's no real stakes to it like you might want to cut the perfect lawn or wash it perfectly but you, your character doesn't die because you didn't power wash the siding you know? right so maybe there's a lot of people out there it's like they can't handle that idea of like i don't want my character to die because the extreme of that is like elden ring you die all the time sure do so you know, I'm just more curious, like, you know, when did that really start? So I want to hear what you guys think. Do you play any of these games? Do you? Th what do you think about them? I'm curious. Now that they are available on Xbox Live, I do think I want to try them just to be like, is there something to this? Yeah. So with that, Chambers, of the three beers we tried tonight, which one was your favorite? Uh, it's kind of. I might go with the Love Gun just because I think that was the most flavorful. Yeah. The uh the Ghostbuster beer, perfectly fine IPA. Double IPA. Double IPA. But yep. perfectly fine double IPA. Not gonna say it reinvented the wheel, but nope. if you like double IPAs, you'll enjoy it. And the pineapple beer was good. Um it became less memorable when I stopped paying attention to it. Mm -hmm. But you know, it was perfectly fine fruity IPA. So yeah. But no, I would say the Love Gun, the Vanilla Cream Ale. Cream Ales need more respect, so yeah. give that a go. I went with the Vanilla... Same for me. Number one, how drinkable it was with the amount of flavor for how light it is. Mm -hmm. That's perfect. Yeah, the Minion of Gozer had a little, the most flavor between that and the other IPA. And like Jim said, the other one, it was fine, but in a sea of IPAs, it's not standing out. So yeah, Love Gun, you're the winner tonight. Yep. So with that, we want to say thank you so much, everyone who's been watching. If you haven't already hit subscribe, make sure you do that. Hit the notification bell. If you're listening to us on iTunes or Spotify, hit subscribe. If you give us a five-star rating, we will review any comments you give us, even if you want to shit on us. So with that, we want to say have a good night, everyone. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Bing.